0: Hold on to your hats, the countdown to the biggest wellness event of the year is on! Join us on August 15 and 16 in Melbourne for not one, but two days of powerhouse wellness featuring 11 of Australia's most inspiring, entertaining, educating, fermentating speakers. Damo, what is fermentating? MP, I'll tell you at the summit. Your favourite Wellness Couch speakers are joined by special guest Nat Kringudis, on all things hormones and female health. Join the Up For A Chat girls, the wellness guys, the natural nutritionist Steph Lowe, Kale Brock, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witt, Marcus Pierce, and the rest of your favourite Wellness Couch podcasters. Regular and VIP tickets are still available but hurry before this summit is sold out. For tickets go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. The Wellness Summit is proudly brought to you by Well and You. Be someone that makes you happy.
1: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives.
0: This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce.
1: Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world class in anything that you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co founder of The Wellness Couch. As always, my Champion Mindset co host, Marcus Pierce.
0: Lawrence Tam, good to hear your voice as always. How are you, great man? Fantastic. Fantastically well. That's the way. It's winter, LT. It's cold. It's even cold up here in Byron Bay. The locals are talking about this being in one of the coldest winters in some time. And it got me thinking about the attitude people have around winter. What are they like down in uh, Sydney or northern beaches? Is it what? Is it cold and wet? Do you find a, a change in attitude around winter?
1: Well, it's only winter here down under, and uh, by the time this podcast goes live, I'm actually in the middle of Hawaii, so it's perfectly warm right here, oh, right
0: now. <laughs> for the people listening in the States or Canada or the Northern Hemisphere, full stop, they're going, winter, what? What are you talking so, about? It, this this podcast will be important for people to, I, I think, just recognize no matter what season you're in right now, no matter what country you're in, just to recognize what, um, what the power of environment is. Um, not can do to people, but what what it can, I suppose, uh, what's the word, stimulate, give people ideas, maybe learn conditioning. We'll talk about all of this on the episode, but what I want to talk about is, is just the whole concept of a winter wake-up call because a lot of people, and very innately, it's very just natural for people to hibernate in winter. But what I notice is that w- with that hibernation in today's world, a lot of people's standards drop uh, remarkably, and the standards of summer are no longer even thought about. They're a distant memory. The standards of winter i uh, uh, have got mediocrity written all over them. Not for everyone, probably not for people listening to this podcast, but I think it's important for people to recognize that people find it very easy to let the climate dictate the standards of many areas of their life, and so I thought we could chat about that for the next half hour, LT. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it's interesting, um, obviously, with regards to winter, if it's a winter month for you right now, um, which is mostly, you know, people in New Zealand and Australia, you know, there is that tendency of just sort of hiding out and hibernating. And I know how cold it is in Canada and North America when it comes to January, December and February, actually even March and April. Uh, <laughs> it's it, you, you definitely just kind of. Buckle down and and not talk to many people. But I think, you know, uh, it's important to definitely have a discussion and go, what about how do you, uh, you know, when this happens, what are some of the process uh, that you actually have to activate in order to kind of get out of this funk and uh, get out there and actually start taking action?
0: Well, even, even to broaden this so that we are including the global audience here is just the – it's almost like the learnt behavior we have around the change of season and the way that our mindset like around our whole entire life actually changes. So for people listening uh, who are in the middle of summer right now, it'd be interesting to know, you know how much better do you feel about exercising? than you did when it was winter because most people in winter have stopped getting up at 5 or 5.30 or 6 in the morning. It's now too cold. They're not prepared to go out and run or get up and drive the car that early. It's too comfortable in bed. Whereas in summer, for people listening in summer, they're like, oh, I'm loving this uh, season. I'm exercising and everything's going great and just the whole – and I I get the innate side of it You know that just – Summer is a time to be outdoors and all the rest of it. But it's more the standards. I feel that the flexibility of a change of season is lost on people. Just because we don't uh, have the, the warmth in winter doesn't necessarily mean, particularly the way we live our lives these days, that we need to move our body less.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I, I, you know, It's one of the things I think it's, is to look at is also the ability of you know, adapting to the season. You know, the seasons are going to happen. Yes, and yes. there's always seasons in your life as well. I think there's always seasons in a business. You know, it may not be, you know, every quarter changing over time. I mean, it's really, let's face it. I mean, in Australia, you pretty much have two seasons. It's winter and summer, right? So uh, if you live in Bali, it's pretty much summer all the time. Hawaii is summer all the time. So, but, you know, the extreme seasons of, of, of the uh, autumn winter spring and summer like it is in canada or north america the changing seasons is is there and and every one of us have those seasons in our lifetime you know there's days when we are we're just growing we're you know learning and then we reap the rewards in the summer But then there's also days where we need to recognize, you know, or in our lifetime or the years or the months to recognize that, you know, it's autumn, is that we may need to conserve and and kind of look, you know, and and go into that preservation mode. Uh, And uh, and so every business, I think, goes through seasons. I think every one of us goes through seasons. Uh, It just changes depending on what's going on in our lives.
0: So, just for you, do you have a favorite, like, a favorite time of the year when not necessarily you feel better about life than other times of the year but you know you just get your groove it's just everything flows a bit more easily
1: yeah for me it's uh here well living in australia for me it's actually spring and autumn uh, for me okay. it's just because it's not massively hot and it's not massively cold either so it's like it's perfect timing where the 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 mornings are are are, are chill chilly um, but uh, and the nights are chilly, and but during the day is fantastically, you know, can go up to you know twenty degrees, twenty five degrees, uh, and it's fantastic. You can do a whole bunch of things. So for me, those are the best times for me, um, and the days are you know long enough that I can get what I want to get done outdoors. What about you?
0: Yep, yeah, So I'm I'm curious then. But, well, I love summer, but I think like a lot of people, I have a threshold. You know, it gets too hot to you know to be actually comfortable. Um, I know working from home in summer. Doesn't really fill me with um, massive enthusiasm because my mind's elsewhere. Like I'd love to be down the beach. I'd love to be just being more outdoors. So summer is tinged with you know excitement because it's summer, but also uh, I suppose a bit of um, struggleville because because it's summer you want to be outdoors. Whereas winter, I love winter because I'm working inside a lot of the time. Um, and I actually enjoy just, you know, um, uh, knuckling into the cave, um, you know, having my office to myself, doing whatever I want to do, play my music, bounce around the room. And then obviously, up here in winter, it's still comfortable enough to go out for a walk, move the body, still go for a run in the morning and not be freezing and all the rest. So that's where I, I say, like, I, um, I want to temper, you know, what we're talking about by saying, We're all in different seasons, different climates depending on where we live but what impact, like exactly what you said, what impact is it having? Are we letting it dictate um, our behavior or are we being flexible with it so that we are being able to, I suppose, experience joy in our most champion self no matter what climate we find ourselves in?
1: Yeah, so I think what it comes down to, basically, you're saying is that as the season changes, are we are we adapting to the climate, or are we actually sticking to the plan? And I think there's got to be two things. I think these got to be flexible enough to adapt to the to the 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 seasons that's going on in our lives. I'm not talking about season like outdoor season. I'm talking about seasons of our of of our life cycle. um, Because some of us really need to kind of tone down um, the certain certain aspect. It might be exercise. Maybe you're pushing yourself too hard. There's got to be some recovery time, right? Um, You know, some people like you know love working out seven days a week. Well, okay, well, maybe, maybe that's not the best case scenario, right? Some people are, are training for a competition, for example, and they're training hard, training hard. And there's got to be once the competition is done, like, do you train continually that hard? Or there's got to be that break to allow that recovery. I mean, with cycles, right? There's circadian rhythms, and uh, a 24 hour clock. And then within, uh, you know, within circadian rhythms, there's also what we call the trading rhythms, or our training rhythms where how much we can function within the day to day, and in the day to day 24 hours, like you function in the 90 90 minute cycle. So we talk talked a little bit about that in previous podcasts. So I think it's important to understand that we need to adapt to the current situation or how we feel what's going on around us as well. However, I think there's got to be minimum standards that no matter what's happening on on, uh, that's on the outside world, or what's ever happening in the internal world, there has to be certain standards that you got to hold up to, which we talked about in the last podcast. So no matter, for example, in a larger scale, so for example, we're talking about winter and summer and stuff, just because uh, at 5.30 in the morning right now, it's freezing cold uh, here in Sydney, and uh, it's dark, it's not light, and uh, it's harder to get up in the morning, and uh, most likely it's raining, and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't show up to the workout just because I committed, just because it's winter time, right? So you cannot have two, it's because it's that the commitment, that the value that I hold, so therefore, which means is that that's something that I really want to hold hold strongly to. So I will show up because even though it's dark and it's cold and uh, but it's it's five thirty and it's Monday and that's where I'm at. And so there, those are certain standards and the values that we have to uphold to ourselves. that No matter what the changing changing of the tides or changing of the season are, there we still continue to do those things. And it's like no different than when it comes to just because um, you're not feeling you're you're you know you're feeling kind of you know, down about yourself or whatever. It doesn't mean you just start going eating junk food, right? Because the standard is that the value that you hold is that, you know, you eat great food. And that, if that's the standard you uphold, then you're going to do that. Um, so it's just one of those things that we we still, you know, no matter where you are in the world, just because you're on holiday, doesn't mean that you get a free pass on like, okay, let's, let's eat donuts and McDonald's all day right? Yeah. It just means that there's a standard that we uphold that we, even though we're, we're going where it's on holiday time, just, you know, sure, we might lax up a little bit on the foods that we eat, but we still eat great quality foods. We just might be eating at different places that, rather than cooking at home.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So when you're talking all of this, I'm, I'm thinking about just in, in, in the climactic seasons, people have generally big ideas in certain months. For most people, summer and I'd love to know your view on this because your summer, a Canadian summer, an American summer is in the middle of the calendar year but in our summer, I'm used to people having their big ideas and their big dreams for their year right around summer and then as as it gets cooler, people cool off on their aspirations. So I always talk about Australia Day in Australia being the time when most people, if they um, – if there are ever a chance to to give up or miss out on their New Year's resolution or their big goal, it's normally Australia Day because that's when people begin to lo- lose, uh, let their hair down, go have the barbecue. So you might go have that cigarette or drink that beer or have that sausage, whatever it is that you said you weren't going to have, and people start to um, temper their expectations of themselves. What what do you what do you notice uh, in terms of? And I think of all the different areas of life. I'm looking at exercise, socialising, nutrition, family learning money spirit I look at the areas of life and summertime in the southern hemisphere is that is the time when people are making those big commitments For, from a northern hemisphere perspective is summertime a time when people are, are doing all of this reflective um, you know thinking and and um, and you know having these, these big ideas
1: uh, I'm not sure if it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's hard to say because it's most of the time January is always a, a a brand new year um january is always one of those times where we also you know press the restart button and then press go because it's a brand new year but it's almost like we do we get a double double uh, reset and the double reset is usually around september september is that that's when we start school right beginning of school always starts oh, really? in september and we finish in june so july july august is our summer break and uh which is you know australians uh, december and january so, yep. you know, we started school in September. So there's always ingrained in us since we were little kids that September is like a, a second go at it, right? A second finishing. And that's why if you look at all the seminars, um, you know, most of the seminars kind of tail off around June time. And by the time you're listening to this, like most people in North America are on holidays. And uh, we, But then when they get back on September, once the kids go back to school, it's like restart, reboot, and they push hard for the next three months until Christmas. So that's
0: like your last chance, let's call it, to really make the year a success. You've got one more quarter left. You've got three more years left. Three more years, three more months, or four more months.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, to be honest with you, as you were discussing this and you were talking about it, you know, I I don't really think that season should play a role in terms of business, or season really shouldn't play a role, uh, necessarily in how you do things. I think absolutely. I think it only plays a role if it actually if it actually matters in your business. So if you're in the fashion industry, if you're like you know in the clothing industry. Yeah, of course, season matters, because the season is going to dictate what clothes you're going to put out, you know, um, if you're in the food business, maybe because it dictates what goes on the menu, um, because of the produce that you can actually have. Um, From a business perspective, I think it should be business as usual, always, like, I mean, when I was in practice, that, you know, I've always had this frustration with, um, with practitioners who say, well, um, I'm going to take a two week holiday and have no one cover for them. And for me, it's sort of like, well, your health doesn't take a break, and that's what you. I mean, that's what I told my my clients. I mean, clients don't. You know, they don't. I mean, your your the illnesses or the performance and your peak performance and of your body and your nervous system and functioning in your body doesn't say, oh, it's holiday time, so I can just. You know, I don't need, I don't need a, a servicing. You know, it doesn't happen that way. Like it's yeah. it's on all the time. Like it's it's not it's it's not uh, um, season or month or day dependent. It's just it's just ticking along. So I think. It's important to to recognize that you know ha- just because uh, uh, that I'm on holiday doesn't mean that you shouldn't still get care. Uh, and, and not be serviced by. So there's always had someone there uh, in, the, in that space, even during our Christmas time. I worked, you know, I didn't, I didn't work Christmas day, but, you know, I was there pretty much if I could work Christmas Eve or Christ- on the 23rd, I would be there. Uh didn't take, you know, I only took a few days off, and, if anything, just because of mandatory holidays. Um, and uh, you know how often I take holidays, but the same, the same time is that I want to make sure that someone's, my clients were always taken care of. So yeah. from a business point of view, I think it's the people who are willing to work through that and not use. See, I think what most, what ends up happening is that people just use, um, these types of things like seasons as an excuse yep and uh that that, that excuses of for not doing things or it's because of things are not going well is because of this happening uh you know things are not going well is because it's summertime Uh, people are not showing up because it's you know school holidays yeah sure maybe that's a factor but it's not like you didn't know when school holidays is coming it's not like you didn't know christmas is coming every time every single year in december 25th you know so there's a lot of these things happening so you just got to make sure you prepare for it like you so, just got to know that's happening. So just do something beforehand to make sure that doesn't happen.
0: So this, this segues perfectly into what we're talking about being flexible with the seasons. So let's use you as an example, LT. It's winter time. You know winter's coming. Like you say, we know the seasons are coming. What do you do differently? Let's just use exercise as an example. Um, what do you do differently in winter? to make it easier on you to exercise? So easy to win in that you set yourself up. What do you think you do differently in winter than you do in summer?
1: Um, I don't think I do anything differently from an exercise point of view. Uh, that, sorry, just to close like that question up. Bam. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't do anything different. I mean, I mean, but we also live in a very fortunate country that the weather doesn't change that. Well, it changes, you know, Changes a little bit, but not as yeah. much as it used to,
0: uh, yeah. when I lived in Canada. So from an extra right, Oh, can I we... give my example then? Yeah. All right, go give your example. <laughs> okay, so what do I do <laughs> Since I didn't ask LT the answer the question that I thought I was gonna get the answer from. <laughs> I I in summer I will run a lot more. Yep. In winter I will do a lot more yoga or indoor like home video stuff. Just because I just have the urge to do my – I do more anaerobic exercise in winter. So indoors, I'll be indoors a lot of the time. I'll be planking, uh, push-ups, uh, again, classes, cross-training. I like tap out. Um, so I will do a lot of that more in winter. In summer, I'll be more likely to do more aerobic exercise, running, swimming in the beach, um, riding a bike, just because of the climate but I'm very big on being flexible with the weather because as you said, you know it's coming. Um, with life purpose, with work, I am more likely to do your, um, you know, go to the boathouse cafe example in summer because I can't bear the idea of being in my office, my man cave all day. I want to go out, I want to see people, I want to engage. I, even if I'm not talking to them all, I just want to look at them and smile and just feel like I'm around other people and, mm-hmm. um, and I'm much more likely to do that in summer than I am in winter, naturally, because if it's cold and raining outside, I'm not feeling an urge. I'm actually quite happy that you know, I'm not a concreter or I'm not an outdoor tradie that I'm sitting in my home office um, and, and doing those things. So, so that's when I talk about just being flexible, because you've said a number of times, and it's so important that we, the seasons don't make a difference. We know they're coming. But culturally and socially, we let them make a difference. We allow them to drop our standards because no one disagrees with you when you say it's oh too cold to get out of bed this morning. No one generally says, no, it wasn't. It was great. Like, why are you being a pussy? Why didn't you just get out of bed and do it? Most people will go, yeah, it was freezing. I had my dressing gown on all morning or whatever.
1: Yeah, so, I think that's exactly right. Like the thing is that the underlying issue is your values. You know, what do you value um, most strongly? What do you value that's going to dictate the things that you're going to do and you're not going to let um, seasons or whatever the factors is uh, to stop you from doing things. now is there, is there certain external factors that you know will stop you from doing things? of course there is like you know it could be hailing out there and and mm-hmm. you know there's snowstorm out there and they can't you know you can't do anything but the, the value system is, is there that to you know you go I still need to exercise today I can't make it to the gym then yeah. go do those internal ex- uh, and, uh, exercises at home it's no different than for example um, like I travel a lot so which means that I can't hit to the gym you know that I go to uh, on a regular basis you know, when I'm traveling. So what do I have to do? Well, like I literally have to value that if exercise is important to me, then I have to value that I need to commit to myself that I'm going to need to exercise in my hotel room or in the hotel gym that I'm at. Um, when we, in, when, even when I'm traveling. So that's the commitment that I have to myself, which is accountability, which we talked about in the last episode. And that's the, but the, the va- the underlying issue is the value that you uphold for yourself and the standards that you hold for yourself.
0: Do you ever look for a
1: local CrossFit when you're in another country? I haven't actually done that yet. Um, no, I haven't actually done that, but I've been told many times to go look for one.
0: Yeah, um,
1: it. But it's it's just time factor when I'm away. Like I'm away, yeah. usually it's either with, with my family and traveling and having you know just spending time with them, or it's also I usually when I work out, I work out at nighttime when I travel with family because that's when they go to bed. So then, wow, I feel like that I, is commitment. I feel like you know that's that's a time when they're they're asleep, then I can actually go and and actually go and work out. I just feel like that's, I don't want to take time during the day away from them just so I can work out. Uh, that's why I work out 5.30 in the morning, right? Because they're not up yet. So yeah. <laughs> so I, I sort of keep to that routine. Um, the other thing is that, uh, you know, if not, then it, it's, if I'm not traveling with family, I'm usually, you know, working. So I'm doing something. And so which means that I'm limited in time. So therefore, I, you know, I usually just go to the, sh- the, the quickest answer, which is basically usually the hotel gym or just, you know, set up something in the room, you know, 100 burpees, 100 sit-ups. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it's, it's just simple and easy. To get it done, you know, over yeah.
0: Nice. is another thing we're talking about with flexibility in the seasons, I'm just looking at all the areas of life here and I've written down that you know, in summer, you're, you're more likely or in the, in the warmer uh, months, it, it's, it often happens more naturally that you're more social so you might have more visitors depending where you are, you might go on more holidays, you might spend more time with family and so you might be doing more experiences uh, and spending more money. So that's probably another thing just with flexibility. It's quite easy to, if you're going through winter and you're living more of an indoor lifestyle, you're probably not spending as much uh, than you are in summer and so that's something that just for people to consider. I don't like the idea. Um, I never like hearing that people have said they, they they couldn't do something because they, they couldn't afford it, uh, particularly when it's something that... I suppose they knew they were coming. You often might have heard this in chiropractic times LT when someone would say they couldn't afford their care because their registration just came through. And it was like, well, you can say that, but you always knew the registration was coming up, Hmm. like a car registration. Same with summer. If you know that you do family holidays in summer or you've got um, friends visiting in summer and you know you'll be outdoors more, going out to dinner, going away for a weekend, you know. Getting a house, whatever it is, those things. I think it's always important just to just to have that uh, that 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 foresight. I think the big theme of this episode is foresight, knowing that the seasons are always going to come. There's always going to be different elements to each season, and uh, you'll have different expectations. Uh, but it's always wise to keep as much, I suppose. Um, What's the opposite of volatility? Just a real good standard curve on your absolute- um, Well, the standards,
1: so- I think, is what we've been talking about. It's the stability of those standards and the, the values that you uphold is what's going to dictate the, the actions that you're going to take each and every single day and every single month or week in your life. mm and uh, yeah. you know holding those um, true accountabilities to yourself which is in the last episode we talked about is that having those core commitments to oneself is what's going to dictate the life that you want and and for in order for you to do that um, you have to kind of go one level up you know the only reason why we get we get tossed around when, in day-to-day circumstances or things that get to you or uh, because of the season we or you know whatever it is whatever excuses that we would like to kind of utilize and leverage it's simply because we're thinking in the moment and so I think it's what what has to guide us is we actually have to have that uh, north star that that the guiding uh the lighthouse that actually pulls us towards something um that is that will move us you know and it, it's 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 not it's just understanding that you know your purpose basically is is what drives you moving forward and you know, when you're going through it, it's it's going to be uncomfortable. It's painful. It's not you don't want to do it. But that's the point. It's not about the action. Not every action is meant to be comfortable. It's meant to be um, hard. But the thing is that what drives you to do those certain things? I mean, no, I, I don't. There's not many people who actually really can say that they actually love the process of working out, like, you know, like actually really enjoying like dying, <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on like doing burpees, right? No one actually says it goes, I, I'm really loving this like right yep. now, right? No, yep. people love the process, right? People love the after effect and just feeling accomplished, right? But no one, like when you have done your 100th burpee, like, no one's saying on, at 87, you're like, I'm loving this process, man. I I just can't wait to finish this. Like no one really says that, I don't think anyways. Uh, but I'm sure there's some crazy people that do that. You know, like who's running a 50? Hello Schwarzenegger. I mean, it's it's you know what no like, like people love the result, not yeah. the, not the the thing while they're in it, you know. And uh, I remember this quote. We used this once before, and, and I have it here all the time um, when I read this. And I, I love this. this. is from Muhammad Ali, and he says, "I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit." Suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. And so that's the whole purpose, right? It's about, it's not, it's just what's going to guide you, what's going to force you to do the things that you know, you're not willing to do because that's what's going to make you do it. Um, you know, feeling great about yourself, you know, you're going to hate this process. You know that, you know, going to work out, is go- you're going to suffer, but that's the point right? You have to suffer <laughs> to get to that point. And, uh, you know, I hate to use that whole, you know, no pain, no gain. I'm not saying it's pain. It's just, it's just that you have to push yourself to that, to, to the body's limitation to be able to, to get the results that you actually truly want. If you're not huffing and puffing after a workout, then what's the point of working out? Are you just going through the motions for the sake of going through the motion? Or are you actually doing something?
0: Yeah. And uh, just, uh, as you're saying this, I've got this one liner, Going through my head, and it's probably D Martini, but it's we will go through pain and pleasure for what we value highest. You know, a woman will give birth to a child, (laughs) will go through all of the pain because they value the result or the outcome so much. Just like Muhammad Ali went through all the training because, like you said, he valued uh, living as a champion for the rest of his life.
1: Yeah, and this it goes right back to goals and and your vision and your mission, right? Most people have great goals and great visions and stuff, but they're not willing to take the action because once mm. they realize how hard it is, they don't. It's like, oh, I don't really want to go through that. And you recognize, like, that's, but that's the thing that this is whole the whole humankind thing, right? So that that that's the universe telling you goes, well, is this worth? Is this really what you want? It's testing you. Like once you declare something, your universe is testing you, and and then you gotta pass that test by going, yeah, this is exactly what I want. You know, and I'm guilty of this as well like I'm not saying like there's certain things that I set, set myself to do and I just haven't done because it it's just like it's not that important to me yeah. obviously because I would have done it by now I would have gone through the pain to kind of go and accomplish it but I haven't and so therefore that you know stops me from uh from you know accomplishing those things but what's most important to me is is and in, in the, are the things that I've actually done is because they are important to me they force me and they, I create those those uh, uh opportunities and actually willing to do the work and put the, my head down and do the work
0: You've got to choose your commitments wisely, don't you? I think it's great. I was just saying on, uh, at my recent live event, you've got to choose your commitments wisely, make very few promises but stick to the promises you make because every promise that means a lot to you, you will go through pain and pleasure for. So you're almost choosing in advance what you are willing to go through pain for. You go, I know that's going to be tough. I know there's going to be challenges. There's going to be doubts. There's going to be all kinds of things that are going to come up and I'm ready for the ride. But if you did that for 55 things, then you'd go nuts.
1: Exactly. I mean, you, that's why, you know, I suggest is that you focus on three things. Three things every quarter, and those are the three th- outcomes that you want to have and then what are the key results that you want out, out of those uh, outcomes? And if you just focus on three things, you at least get it done, where most people have like 10 things that they want to get done and they never get any of them done because they just they they just can't they're spreading their energy all over the place.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of gold in this out there. You've got me really thinking. I think the big one has to be standards. Your standards never have to drop. You've just got to prepare in advance and know that life's coming, know that the seasons are coming no matter what country you're in. Just always prepare in advance. And you are the master and I say this I say this very authentically. You are very good at looking ahead, playing the long game and seeing what's up ahead. Whereas a lot of us are, are just being very, I don't know, knee-jerk. We just go from one shot to the next and we're not really looking on the direction that we're going in and that's kind of the big That's almost, it's like the most important factor in actually creating what it is that you want is to have some level of foresight um, to where your outcome is.
1: Well, one of the things that I recognize within myself, and, you know, I'll just use them on myself as an example, is that the thing is that what we typically, what I typically do when it regards to um, uh, when I don't get, when I don't actually do the things I, I say I wanted to do, is simply because I focus too much on the goal. And that's it. I just look at the goal and that's it. I don't do the work. Mm. right so if you are stuck somewhere if you guys if you know if you're listening and say you know like i want this but i but i haven't been able to get it well it's, it's most likely due to because you just fell in love with your goal but you didn't actually fall in love in the process of actually achieving the goal and actually taking yeah. the necessary steps of actually going after it. See the thing, there's a massive difference than just knowing your goal and then actually willing to do each step to actually go after the goal and not just stopping at step one but willing to do the work at step ninety nine. And so uh, you know creating action and momentum to do it is, is going to be helpful. So the the goal here for you is to not only have a goal but to know the steps. And thirdly is to go how can you reduce the friction to get to step one. Mm. and reduce each the friction to get step two and so on and so forth. But the thing is to recognize is that there's always going to be friction. That's the point. If there wasn't friction, you would have done it already. So just recognize that you're all, always going to come up with obstacles. There's always going to be obstacles in the way. There's always going to be friction in the way. It's your responsibility to remove those friction as best as possible and then grind through the rest.
0: So much wisdom. Tell you what, that's been an absolute pearler of an episode, thank you LT, I would, um, I think I'm going to go back and listen to that myself because the, the transitioning of the seasons and the expectations and the foresight is, yeah, it's far too powerful LT, we need to get this out there
1: more. Cool. Well, listen. Like, uh, I, you know, one of the things that the way you can get this out there and share with other people is go to Facebook.com/slash/InsideChampion'sMind. Like it, share that particular post or this particular post or comment, or maybe even just share this um, this the website or this particular podcast on the couchcom and with your, you know, with anybody you know that uh, would need a upgrade to their brain and their mindset. And so I would love to actually have you in Melbourne and join us, Marcus and myself and the rest of the team of the Wellness Couch on the wellness summits. Uh, go to wellnesssummit.com. Check us out there. It's going to be live, going to be fun, interactive. We're going to have lots and lots of laughs and lots and lots of, lots of learning and get to meet some really, really cool people. And that's not me. It's uh, Marcus and uh, I mean, <laughs> the cool people like, like you who are actually coming to the event.
0: The rock uh, star, Damo, <laughs> Nekring Goudis, Taylor Brock, the Up for a check, girls. oh It's going to be, it's going to be a Whitten. fun
1: couple of days. It's going to be a fun couple of days. So make sure you go to uh, iTunes as well. Subscribe to us there and um, leave a comment. And uh, this has been Inside Champions Mind, a show to dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam, and he's Marcus Pierce. See you on the next episode. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, thewellnesscouch, streaming wellness into your lives